All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. It's nuclear war in the Bible. Did the prophets see the missiles? In this short podcast episode, brothers and sisters, we're going to be looking into it from a biblical perspective. To show you things that are not taught in the first day of the week church. So stay tuned as we go into this podcast that is titled, Is Nuclear War in the Bible? Welcome to another podcast episode, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Ruben. Is nuclear war in the Bible? Will we read it? Well, brothers and sisters, I have a confession to make. Not only is nuclear war in the Bible, but the prophets paint it to such detail that there is no doubt. Why isn't it taught in the first day of the week churches? You see, brothers and sisters, here at A Light to the Children Ministry, the light that we're shining is from the Bible. Remember what Christ said in the book of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. It says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I want to get the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 132. Psalms chapter 132, verse 17. Says this, Therefore I will make the horn of David to bud. I have ordained a lamp for my anointed. So the anointed of God have a lamp, which is another word for a light. Let's prove that. Proverbs 6.23. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. And you see, brothers and sisters, this is the reason why many of those pastors in those um, buildings on the corner are not able to read the scriptures to you as you get them read here at a light to the children's ministry. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23 says this, Proverbs 6, 23. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproves of instruction are the ways of life. So in this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, we're going to be looking into its nuclear war in the Bible. I want to open up in the book, of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 13, we're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to read down to verse 5, I say verse 6, it says this in Isaiah 13, verse 1, the burden of Babylon, which Isaiah, the son of Amaz, did see, it says, lift up a banner upon the high mountain. Exalt the voice unto him. Shake the hand that they may go unto the gates of the nobles. So Isaiah is saying, now the gates are where the rulers are. 
and the nobles are the men that are among the gates. So Isaiah is telling us to go into Babylon. Now, brothers and sisters, a lot of preachers would like to tell you that Babylon only, uh, only would apply to the ancient Babylonians that had taken the, uh, the southern three tribes of Judah captive that you'll find that story much in uh, Jeremiah 29, uh, chapter 29, and Daniel chapter 1, uh, and those verses. You have to read those verses in those chapters. But I'm going to show you this is not talking about the ancient Babylonians. Watch this, verse 3. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have called, also called my mighty ones, for mine anger, even them that rejoice in my highness. Verse 4, the noise of a multitude in the mountains, like as a great people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together, the Lord of hosts mustereth the host of the battle. Now, watch this. And they, Watch this. They come from a far country, even the end of heaven. Watch. Listen very close. Listen very close because I'm going to read that again. They come from a far country, from the end of heaven, even the Lord, the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole land. Listen, let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. What comes, what weapon comes from one end of the heavens even to another? What weapon does that? That's right, my friends, a missile. Isaiah is prophesying about a missile coming from the furthest of heavens. Now, you'll notice in verse 4, it says the noise of a multitude of mountains. Mountains are nations. Like as a great people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together, the Lord of hosts mustered the host of the battle. See, Isaiah sees nation coming up against nation, kingdom coming up against kingdom. In verse 5, it says, they come from a far country, even from the ends of heaven. Even the Lord and the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole land. These weapons will destroy a whole land. Let's get to the book of Isaiah 29, verse 5. Isaiah primarily saw a lot of these weapons of mass destruction. Watch. Isaiah 29, verse 5 says this. Moreover, the multitude of, of thy strangers shall be like small dust, and the multitude of the terrible one shall be a shaft that passeth away. Yea, it shall be at an instant suddenly. What is Isaiah talking about? It shall be as an instant suddenly. Just like that, brothers and sisters, there's going to be death within the snap of a finger. 
this is not going to be like the ancient battles that took days. This says that the multitude of the terrible ones shall be a shaft that passeth away. Yea, it shall be at an instant suddenly. Let's get Isaiah 9 and 5. Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to read verse 4 and 5. It says, For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulders, the rod of his, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of war of the warrior is with confused noise. And garments rolled in blood. But this, this shall be with burning and with fuel of fire. What war is going to be with burning and fuel of fire? That's right, brothers and sisters, a nuclear war. The Bible prophesies that a nuclear war is coming at the end of time. This is why, brothers and sisters, we go into the scriptures to teach you exactly what you will need to know in order to avoid this time that is coming in the future. And some of us may already be in the grave waiting for Christ to return to redeem us from the grave. But our children which have not repented in Jesus, which have not showed the Lord any favor, could be in these times. And as Paul said in the book of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, it says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Admonition means warning. To admonish means to warn them. Warn them about the things that are coming. Now, nowadays, brothers and sisters, I doubt, you know, many parents warn their children of anything. Besides, let them do what they want, whether it be from dress dressing in the dress code or just... Computer games, they seem to not have much warning about, um, well, I say much warning from God at all. And um, I think we see that stronger than we ever have before in these times. Let's get the book of Psalms 91. Let's look at David's account of the nuclear missile. You're going to see Psalms 91. This is a famous psalm that is quoted by many in the Sunday community without even knowing what God is talking about. Because they're not going to explain it at all. We're going to um, start in Psalms 91, verse 1, and then we're going to skip down and get to the point. Get to the point. It says, he that, Psalms 91, verse 1, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, 
He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Now, how will we trust in the Lord? See, brothers and sisters, a lot of preachers talk about trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord. Well, let's go to the book of Psalms 119. Verse 42, Psalms 119, verse 42. This is what Psalms 119, verse 42 says. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. See, brothers and sisters, you cannot trust in God without his word. You can't trust in anyone without their word. I'm not just going to trust in someone that has not spoken to me or I do not know, but I can trust in the Lord without his word. This is the ignorance of the first day of the week church. And this is why you don't know. And I didn't know before that perilous times are coming. But thank God, brothers and sisters, you have ministers who are willing to dig deep to go below the surface to try to teach you some of the things to warn you because you you know and i and i brothers and sisters don't see how uh pastors do not see that that is what we're supposed to do when you look at second corinthians second corinthians chapter let's see second corinthians chapter five verse 11 it says this, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11, saying, Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord. See, brothers and sisters, the Lord is terrible. Remember, James chapter 4, verse 12 says, There is only one lawgiver that is able to save and destroy. See, everybody keeps preaching about the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus. But they're not talking about the terror of Christ. I'm going to read you another scripture after I read this to show you that the loving Jesus that they paint, they try to keep you from understanding the nature of Christ, the true nature of Christ, that even though Christ is a loving and merciful and forgiving Savior, that we're, we could just continue to transgress and transgress and transgress. And he'll keep loving and loving and loving. No, James chapter 4, verse 12 says there is one lawgiver that is able to save and destroy. Destroy what? What is what is this loving Savior going to destroy? Hold your place in 1 Corinthians 5. And let's go back to Isaiah 13. Isaiah 13, verse 9. It says this, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, both cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay to the land desolate, okay, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. So, brothers and sisters, according to verse 9, God is going to destroy the transgressors of the law out of the land. Notice it keeps saying land because there's one primary land, brothers and sisters, on earth that continues to blaspheme the name of the Lord every single day, hour, month, week, year. And that is the United States of America. They are the most blasphemous nation in the earth. They may say one nation under God, but you can't 
be one nation under God and sodomy. You can't be one nation under God with stealing, killing, and adultery. Primarily, as I say, we lead in all those categories on earth, but we're one nation uh, under God. But all these things steady happen. We're steady being oppressed because many ministers don't follow the law. Remember, man oppresses. And we, the children of Israel, as it says in Jeremiah 50, verse 33, are oppressed together. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11 says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. What? What do we persuade them? To stop transgressing the law. But we are made manifest unto God, that I trust also are made manifest in your consciousness. Why? Because this is what we want to get you to when it comes to the conscience. Acts 24 verse 16 says, and herein, Acts 24 verse 16, and herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscious void of offense, void of sin toward God and toward men. We want your conscious brothers and sisters to be void of offense, which is transgression. The Bible says it can happen. Let's go back to the book of Psalms chapter 91. Psalms chapter 91. We read uh, verse 2 where it says that in him I will put my trust because the Lord is my fortress and refuge. And we know trust comes out of Psalms 119. Verse 42, you cannot trust in God without trusting in his word. That's number one. That's number one, brothers and sisters. Number two. Let's read on. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Watch verse four. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under, the, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. So the Bible says his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. We already know Psalms 119 verse 151 says that the truth is the law. Malachi 2 and 6, the truth is the law. Romans 2 verse 20, the truth is the law. So his law, reading his law, reading the Bible is going to be our shield and buckler. Verse 5, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. The arrow, notice the Bible says the arrow that flieth by day. Verse 6, nor for the pestilent that walketh in darkness, in, in, in darkness which is in, in the sins. That's what darkness is. The sins is always in darkness nor for destruction that wasteth at noonday. It says this, verse 7, A thousand shall fall at thy right side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. Listen, verse 7 again, A thousand shall fall at thy right side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee, or near thee. Verse 8, Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, the unlawful, the unlawful. You're going to behold the reward of the unlawful. One arrow 
1,000 falls at thy left side and 10,000 at thy right. Brothers and sisters, the only thing that could make so much death is a missile. The Bible calls it an arrow, but the name missile wasn't given at that time. They seen it in the air and it looked like an arrow. I'm going to drop down to verse 10. It says, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come down nigh thy dwellings. Why? Let's get the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, excuse me, Ecclesiastes 8, verse 5. Let me show you why no evil will happen to us who read and keep the law. Watch this. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 5 says this. Whoso keepeth the commandments shall feel no evil thing. And a wise man's heart discerneth both the time and judgment. This is what we're doing now. Discerning both time and judgment. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm telling you. Evil is coming. Evil is coming. Let's get another prophet that saw these missiles. And brothers and sisters, I have a lot, but I'm not gonna just I'm not just gonna go into it, just go into it or go into it. I'm not gonna make this an hour long. This is a short podcast. I'm just making you aware of what's not taught in the Sunday churches. Let's go back to Job. Let's go to Job. Now, Job was a prophet too. And remember, brothers and sisters, anybody that tells you that when you're in the old testament, it's not important. They're blasphemers of the Holy Ghost because as we read, and, and I'm telling you, if you get if you get with a person that says, well, that's the that's the Old Testament, take them back again and let them read 2 Peter chapter 1. That we're gonna go there. 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21. 2 Peter 1, verse 21 says. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So every last one of these men in the Old Testament had the Holy Ghost. You cannot take the Holy Ghost and bound it to only the New Testament. They were inspired by the Holy Ghost as well as the apostles. Let's go to the book of Job. And here's one. Job is one of them. Job chapter 20. Job saw it too. The friends of Job saw it too. Job chapter 20. We're going to read verses 24 through 29. Watch this. It says this. Well, let, let me read verse 23. When he is about to fill his belly, God shall cast the fury of his wrath upon him. Oh, such a loving God is going to cast fury. Remember, I made the podcast episode, Does God Hate? If they don't believe it, brothers and sisters, let them listen to that. That should be still on this pod, on these uh, podcast lineups. And shall rain it upon him while he is eating. Remember, Christ said they were all eating and drinking until the end. He compared that to the time of Noah. Verse 24. He shall flee from the iron weapon, and a bow of steel shall strike him through. 
it is drawn and cometh out of the body, a whole. Yea, the glittering, the glittering, glittering sword cometh out of the gall. Terrors are upon him. Verse 26, all shall be hid in the secret places. Uh-oh. What are those secret places? Won't be bunkers, will they? Are they talking about bunkers? A fire not blown shall consume him. Not blown. This is the fire that you don't fan. It shall go ill with him that is left to his tabernacle. The heavens shall reveal his iniquity. Oh, the heavens shall reveal his iniquity and the earth shall rise up against him. How? We read it in Isaiah 13. The confused, when, when we read it in Isaiah 13, verse 4, when it says the noise of the multitude of mountains, like as a great people, a tumultuous noise and kingdoms of nations gathered together, the Lord of hosts mustereth the host of the battle. That's what it's talking about. The prophets are together. Watch verse 28. The increase of his house shall depart. His goods shall not shall flow away in the day of his wrath. This is the portion of a wicked man from God and the heritage appointed unto him by God. This is what God is going to appoint to the unlawful. Get ready, brothers and sisters. It says the glittering spear. Watch who else saw that glittering spirit. Let's get the book of Nahum. Let's get the book of Nahum. Nahum. See, if, if you never heard of it, let's get the book of Nahum. Chapter 3, verse 3. Nahum chapter 3, verse 3 says, watch Nahum. Chapter 3. It says, the horseman lifted up both, lifteth up both the bright sword and the glittering spirit. Fear. And there is a multitude of slain, a great number of carcasses, and there is none end of their corpses. They stumble upon their corpses. Because, why? Because of the multitude of the whoredoms of the well-favored harlot. Hmm. The mistress of witchcrafts. Yeah, witchcrafts to, 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 to give you a worship that's not biblical like Sunday and Easter and Christmas. Witchcrafts. I told you this nation is all about witchcraft. And one of the greatest witchcrafts is the illusion that you're worshiping Christ on Sunday. When the Bible has no record of them coming together reading the Bible on Sunday. I covered that in my episode that was titled is the Sabbath done away? You never saw them come together on the first day of the week to read the Bible. This is, it never happened. Go back and check out my podcast episode that was titled, Is the Sabbath done away? And you, you get the full coverage there. That selleth nations, selleth nations through her whoredom. So this is a big thing. This nation selleth nations. Now, when you look at it, everybody knows who does this. Yeah, the great old U.S. of A. And families through her witchcraft. Verse 5. Behold, I am against thee, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will discover thy skirt upon thy face, and I will show the nations thy nakedness and the kingdoms thy shame. It's going to come a time, brothers and sisters, when God's anger is going to come out. 
is going to happen. And these prophets saw it. All of them saw it. Zechariah saw it too. Let's get the book of Zechariah. Zechariah. Tell me what weapon can do this. Let's get, I'm going to get one verse out of Zechariah. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Zechariah 14, verse 12. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem, the real Jerusalem, the real Jews of the Bible, the dark Jews, the brown Jews, not these fake Jews that are over there now, the real Jews. Their flesh shall, shall consume away while they stand on their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongues shall consume away in their mouths. I want to stop right there. What weapon is going to make the consumption of flesh immediately? That's right. Nuclear fire. It's coming, brothers and sisters. All the prophets saw it. All of the prophets saw it. Watch the book of Revelation. Watch the book of Revelation. While we're sitting up here looking at our family members clapping the church, clap, 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 sing and dance like they're still slaves, time is coming up short on us. We're not, we need to be redeeming the time with our family members, but most of our family members do not want to read or hear the Bible. But that's not going to stop us from keeping on worshiping. Revelation chapter, Revelation chapter. 18 verse 17 it says this for in one hour so great riches is come to naught and every shipmaster and all company of ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar verse 18 and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning saying what city is like unto the great city what are they talking about Revelation chapter 7, verse 3 says this. Last scripture. Revelation 7, verse 3 says, this is, the, this is God telling the angels, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the seed of the trees, till we have sealed our servants of God in their foreheads. Seal the servants of God in their foreheads. Isaiah 8, verse 16 says, They're sealed with the law. And with that, brothers and sisters, all praises.